0: This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup, a simple way to back up all your movies, photos, music, videos, and other data for just five bucks a month. You can access all your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free by going to backblaze.com cpc.
1: I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Baby, baby, baby.
0: Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Lisa Beasley, and she talks to me about her love of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I eventually get to the fact that I was also an avid watcher of the show for the first handful of seasons, but as it has increased up to, we approximated 13 or 14, I have not kept up with all of the above lisa however has seen many of them on a loop she'd say 12 to 20 times that is so much gray's anatomy but the thing i love so much about this conversation is that we encompassed a lot of other things that lisa is really passionate about and considered talking about so i think gray's was uh, kind of miraculously a really wonderful place to start There are also conversations about uh, self-care in here, definitely something that uh, Lisa sees in Grey's Anatomy Um, Entrepreneurship. uh, Lisa's own experience founding the Nova Collective is discussed in this conversation and definitely uh, goes hand in hand with what a diverse uh, workforce, both uh, on screen and Behind the scenes at Grey's Anatomy exists, and uh, it's definitely something that she's incredibly passionate about. Uh, so I loved getting to chat with her, and I would encourage you to check out the Nova Collective. Lisa's also in the Cards Against Humanity writers' room, along with Andy Kushner, another recent guest of mine, and many other uh, past guests of MBSing. It's a it's a really good room, and they're right there. It's hard not to uh, dip in. To and I'm really, really uh, glad that I got to talk to Lisa this week. I hope fans of the show will find a lot to relate to Lisa on, and non fans will learn why the show has remained for so long and uh, how Shonda Rhimes has become uh, so so ubiquitous with success in TV and uh, continues to be. If you like this show, I bet you would also like new show to the Chicago podcast Co-op Gossip Girls. It is past guest of MBSing Cher Vincent and her friend Subi discussing episodes of Gossip Girls, which gets a shout out, uh, pretty deep into this uh, discussion of Grey's Anatomy so I feel like they go hand in hand check out Gossip Girls if you'd like to see a live comedy show in Chicago you can keep an eye out for Lisa performing with Three Pete or you can check out my show The Fishbowl at the Annoyance Theater on Thursday nights at 9 30 we host the show and welcome four-ish students of improv or otherwise, who come and put their student ID into our fishbowl and give them the opportunity to play with veterans at The Annoyance and elsewhere in the comedy community. So it's a fun way to bridge the gap between new improvisers and old. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this conversation.
1: This is my first thing today. So, yeah, yeah I got to sleep in today because I was not on mommy duty this morning. So I slept in. Hit snooze, like, 47. <laughs> um, got ready. Got in the shower. I'm on a new facial moisturizing routine. Well, it looks great. So I had to, like, you know, build in an extra three minutes for that. I was like, I got to make sure. I don't want to be late, but I'm putting this lotion on. I'm putting these five different bottles of lotion on my face.
0: <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. in the winter is you think that you have enough time to like get dressed and mm-hmm. leave but then you forget that it's going to take yeah. you 5 more minutes to put clothes on. Right.
1: Then you got a bundle. It's a lot. Yeah, so I just chilled out and like wrapped my head around like today is a day I have to do stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I and I know like once I get in my car and start listening to music that's when I'm like, okay, I'm doing stuff cuz if I didn't have anything to do, it probably would have been one of those like stay in bed all day. Right. And just Be sad about something. Just pick anything. (laughs) For sure.
0: Yeah, that is definitely where my day started, was just trying to figure out shit, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, you know what? (laughs) No, we got to get ready. (laughs) Lately,
1: I've been feeling like there are certain times where I wake up and I'm in a mood, but I'm like, but nothing from yesterday has literally changed. It's only my mood.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: So, yeah. It is so...
0: Daunting to have to just like constantly check in with yourself and try to
1: self-identify. It's a whole
0: job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I know for a fact that one of the ways that you <laughs> assuage that job is by digging into Grey's Anatomy.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it!
0: Uh, oh so my god, it's my- a journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my lovely guest today, Lisa Beasley, is going to talk to me about her love of grace Anatomy. And where did that
1: journey start? Oh, my God. Okay, so this is when Netflix still had the DVDs for $8 <laughs> or the, you know, whatever. So yeah. I was just coming into binging, right? Okay. I forgot which, whether I was on break from school or whatever, but I was at home in Gary, Indiana. But I know I didn't live there anymore. Okay. Because that's where I'm from. Yeah. So going there after college means that I was only there for a short period of time <laughs> yeah. and I needed something to escape so oh, sitting, I relate yeah I'm sitting in um, like my old childhood bedroom and I'm like I'm going to give this show a try cuz I never watched it in real time wow up until like I had binged at that time maybe like 7 seasons were up maybe 7 or 8 seasons wow were up. and I binged it so fast probably like 2 days that's probably numerically impossible but that's what it felt like
0: it was the shortest amount of time that you could have watched the mm-hmm. whole show. Yes, exactly. And it was
1: seven or eight seasons. Yeah. And oh I my God. And binged it all. And at the time, I did not know this show was going to be the love of my life. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought I was just binging something. Yeah. Then I started watching it in real time and once I was like, oh, I watch every week. This is a thing I do. Right. Then, Marybeth. <laughs> then I started to re-watch it. <gasps> So I would do this thing where I would just have it on loop in my life. So I watch all the seasons and maybe finish like the current season and then go back to one. And just do it all over again. I did that for years. Wow. And then maybe like year three, I was like, oh, this is my favorite show.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you had oh. watched it. How many times do you think you'd watched it oh, at that point? Oh, th-
1: I've probably seen season one through five, maybe, golly, I would say a dozen to 20 times. That is so much. It's a because lot. Because they're like
0: 24-ish episode seasons, uh-huh. and it's an hour-long show. Mm-hmm.
1: Whew. Right, that is so when I much. when I see other characters on other shows, I map their journey back to Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like when when Smash was on Friday Night Lights, I was like, oh, this is him in high school before he became a doctor and moved to Seattle. Like that's what I do. <laughs> I didn't know he was on Grey's. That's uh-huh. so funny yeah oh man. i love it and it wasn't it's until so cool
0: that smash ended up going to isn't that great? That i is... did not
1: see that future for him <laughs> I, I didn't either like, this but arrogant boy what is he gonna do with his he's rooted for smash right? <laughs> yeah and then it wasn't until i got like older and more into acting and realizing that i couldn't navigate certain spaces because i was black that i appreciated the show more wow. because then it became the only place where i can see a whole bunch of different kind of people not talking about their race. Wow. Yeah, it was the only time. It was like the the first time I saw like three black people in a scene. They're all high status. They're all doctors, and they disagree, and they're not talking and about black. And it's just shit. about that. And it's just oh about it's gosh. just about this heart transplant.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that the one woman, the really short uh, uh, black like head doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did she... a couple of her monologues
1: in acting school. <laughs> yes, God, I love <laughs> yes. that. You know, her role was originally. Um, written with a white woman in mind. And isn't does Shonda Rhimes is she the showrunner? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. She was like the creator, exec, like executive producer and the showrunner. I'm pretty sure by now it's been like passed off to a whole bunch right. of people And yeah. that was
0: like part of the reason why I had some hesitation because I was like I'm pretty sure she created it mm-hmm. and was the showrunner in yep. the beginning. Yep. But I'm
1: sure she, yeah, oh yeah I'm pretty sure she's like barely touches that show. This. Yeah. <laughs> she's just making bank <laughs> off of it right. while she like, continues to like Don't fuck up what I've started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. She yeah, so I heard that that role was originally um, for a white woman which most roles in television are like right. that's that's how it always is like when i audition for stuff i can tell that they were like oh ah diversity is a thing oh. we we accidentally don't have any black people so they'll just have us come in for this stuff written for white people and i'm like yo it don't work that it's way it's not really <laughs> yeah it doesn't one for one that way. yeah yeah but if they're just talking about like work mm-hmm. it can't That's awesome. Yeah. That is
0: so interesting. I like, I definitely had the thought because I've just been like thinking about Grace since you (laughs) mentioned that it was what you're going to talk about. And I did have the thought. I was like, wow, it really was like pretty groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm
1: sure it lends to the continued success of the show. Yeah. And because now I feel like it's really for the true fans because there was like a period of time where like, season 10 and 11 was just literally all about paperwork but it was so fascinating (laughs) it was just like who we're gonna we have to do this plane settlement are you gonna sign your piece of paper but it's like you know the stakes of what that means and it's like are you gonna have part ownership of the hospital and it's like boring by concept but it was so exciting that's
0: so funny that's I heard someone describe uh the Netflix show Mindhunter in the same way Uh it's like four people who have always watched crime or like killer shows Uh because it's just about all the like boring stuff that they have to do to try to like get into this dude's head uh but it's so funny that you say that. I'm pretty sure I watched all those seasons that you binged at once, mm-hmm. like, live as they aired. Yeah. Because I think it was just, like—well, in high school, it was the OC. Mm-hmm. Everyone watched the OC. Yeah. And then when I was in college, it was grays. Yeah, that's, that's when I started. It was, in, it was in
1: college or, like, post-college.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, and it really was, like— I had watched other medical shows before.
1: I haven't. I never saw ER. I didn't watch Scrubs. It was like my first medical show. I watched
0: a lot of ER for some reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Her ER was mine. I didn't really
0: watch Scrubs either. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I definitely think that I when I watched Grace, there was some like ER nostalgia in it for mm-hmm. me, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. That's how I feel about like mostly all the procedurals now. So I started watching Chicago Med only because I got an episode coming. Yeah. So I was like, I was like. I'm not going to start a season one, but I will start a season two. <laughs> I, like, I want to watch up and some of my episodes, see you gotta, what these people are doing. Right. And then I got really into it. And then I was like, maybe I just really like medical procedural dramas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be at least part yeah. of it. I I think me booking the role was like in part some manifestation of how much I watch Grey's Anatomy. I was thinking that when
0: you said you got an episode of Med, I was like, oh, I bet you're like, more qualified for free- that <laughs> when i
1: say i was freaking out to a level of like I- i'll probably only be able to share this on this podcast because a with these chicago shows you're supposed to have a bit of a like yeah i booked it like it's, it's supposed to be not a big deal right but fuck that it's the most exciting thing that's of ever happened to me of course it for, is it should be like for me to be like a patient and a i went to work and laid in bed all day <laughs> i was like Bruh, this is the gig. I was like, if I can just like go to work and lay down every day, it was awesome. (laughs) I had fake blood. It was great. That's so, so
0: funny. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you had a great time. Thank you. I can't wait till it comes out. Is it this season?
1: Yeah, it's episode eight, and I know they're on a winter break, so it'll probably be like around February. I was going to say, it's got to be pretty it's soon. It's coming up, because I know they're like on episode four. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's one of those parts where, since I have a guest star role, I know my line not going to get cut out. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so exciting. It's but also in watching that show, a lot of the things that they automatically jump to is because grays exist. Yeah. You know, like they'll they'll operate from this assumed place of knowledge of. Oh, you are you guys already know that rounds are a thing, and right. that, you know, <laughs> so it just starts from there. So I'm like, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. yeah. Rounds.
0: And, mm-hmm. you know, if. People are there for a residency. Yeah, or something it's like you like already that. know,
1: like the how a transplant goes, and like, oh no, we can't. Somebody can't have this kidney because blah blah blah. blah. It's like you're able to just already be at a base level of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. for
0: sure. I feel like I was watching something recently where they talked about um, dermatologists or mm-hmm. like a skin ward or something like that, and I remember a Grace episode mm-hmm.
1: where they all <laughs> just go to Zip that out and yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was they were all having stressful days yep and somebody i forgot who found it first maybe it was christina or i don't remember either i forgot who found it first but they were like they're so happy yeah because like all their patients was dying it was blood everywhere and they just had like skin lotion <laughs> yeah. and their lights were glowing they had on like fairy pink uh-huh. yes <laughs> so it was just, and by the end of the episode all the interns were just like chilling
0: yeah yeah i absolutely that is exactly what I remember.
1: Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder, do I feel that way about any profession?
0: Oh, because of the show.
1: Uh huh. Like, do, would I would I sit in on another type of rehearsal and be like, it looks so simple and easy? Well, I mean, laying in the bed as a patient, right? Right? Oh man, that's the life oh. up there. I hope people see that and get so jealous. Oh.
0: Yeah, that is interesting to think about, though. Is within your uh career? Mm-hmm. Are there aspects where you look to and go like,
1: I think I've experienced it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when people watch it, they're not gonna know. I'm only gonna know that I was in the bed for eight hours. That's that so I had a, a ten hour day yep. in the bed.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, because you just don't think and as. Because it's the show or movie's job Mm -hmm. to, like, suspend Mm -hmm. your disbelief. You don't think about stuff like that. Yeah, But, yeah, you showed up on set and did a full
1: day's work. amazing. Lying in a bed. It was the best. And everyone came to you. And everybody came to me. Even, like, when we weren't shooting and it was just a break. They're like, you get it pee? You want some water? I was like, yeah, bring me some water. (laughs) (laughs) And it came at a point in my life where I was just, like, so tired. All of my projects was, like, backing up against each other. Yeah. I was so burnt out. So it was was literally a gig come true. Not to mention, you have a two year old child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, that girl is at daycare. I'm just sitting here, like, yeah, I'll act okay. (laughs) I'll sit here and talk from this bed. None of my scenes were standing up.
0: (laughs) It is so good. Oh, that is just a delight.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I told my agents, I was like, if I could find a series regular as a patient, like a Danny Duquette situation, hook me up, hook me up to <laughs> all those Duke wires.
0: It. <laughs> Isn't, um, uh, I just remember uh, Grace kind of starting the idea that uh what's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan could only play a ghost. Oh, like yeah. he's been a ghost yeah. like five times. <laughs> it sets you up. Yeah. It, <laughs> I feel like Jeffrey Dean got was in a bed for a long time mm-hmm. on that show. <laughs>
1: yeah. <coughs> Man. Yeah. It's crazy. That, that was, was a, that one was of my a, favorite seasons.
0: I was gonna ask how you felt about it because I yeah. feel like it's like a little controversial in the life of the show.
1: Yeah. It was it was, I think that was season five.
0: I won't, I know I was still watching the show, yeah. so I think it was. Sometimes
1: I get season three and season five confused because I know five is when George died. Best, best character death reveal of all time. <laughs> watching that in real time, best, the best. I had no idea he was dead the whole time. I didn't, I had no idea wow. that I was John Doe the whole time. Wow. And when he wrote uh, 007 in Meredith's arm, when I say I gasped, jumped up and down. And yeah. Now, I will say, the best TV moment that I experienced was when Annalise Keating took off her makeup, eyelashes, and wig on How to Get Away With Murder. That had me jumping up and down, arms pumping, Bulls 96. (laughs) (laughs) But that character, Death Reveal, was the best.
0: I remember it just like, it was...
1: Yeah. I want to say, too... It, that, that had to have been season five, because... I think it was, too. Yeah, Izzy was in that dress. Danny, yep. Yeah. Danny finally died. Yeah, and it
0: really uh, was, I think, before the way we watched TV, totally changed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think so many people still watched it live. Yeah. And it really was, like breaking bad
1: levels of like Mm -hmm. did you guys watch this (laughs) yep and then like season i i have this theory i don't even it's not my personal theory it's probably everybody's (laughs) but like i have this thing with like season five of shows are always when they take the most risk because they're like we got you you're here we've got another two seasons ordered we're good we're about to do some shit like if you notice if you think about shows season five is when it just gets crazy for sure yeah so, and it's probably one of those things of like writers finally get to do stuff they wanted to do in season 2, but it was too early or yeah. something. I don't know. But yeah, that season 5 was it was good. I think there's something to that
0: for sure because I feel like 2 and 3 is where most most shows really hit a stride. Yeah. That's yeah. where they like find it and uh And then four, it's like, okay, we can still Uh do this. And then five. And five's like, we got to keep their
1: attention. Right. Uh, (laughs) Wait, can we still do this? I don't know if we can still do this. Four was just okay, guys. (laughs) Fuck, we killed off everybody's favorite character. (laughs) Being risky. (laughs) Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Do you feel like there's something to, I mean, you cited uh, how to get away with murder moment Mm -hmm. too. Do you feel like there's something to the way that Shonda specifically makes TV to just like, Totally grab viewers.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, I I think it's a, every sh- Hollywood is just dominated by straight white men. Like that's no secret. So it's like when you get a different perspective and it's just anything different, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. And it's just like, I've never seen any, No white man would have been like that. That's a thing black women do. The reason why that Annalise Keating moment was so, powerful to me is because like this whole concept of our hair right it's a big thing it's so many layers to it and so up until that point in the show they never revealed that she was wearing wigs or not oh. to make it seem like oh well this is her real hair right or we're passing this off as her real hair yeah and that was a moment of like no this lawyer ass gets up every day and puts on this wig and these eyelashes this is not her face. like this yeah. is not her and it was like such a moment of realness that you I've never seen that's awesome. Because I've seen people, like, take off makeup in movies, but they still have on makeup. Yeah, right. You know, or they're, like, they go to bed, but, you know, they still got on, like, eyeliner, and their hair is still perfect. Mm-hmm. So, And there are so many people, too, who will do, like,
0: a uh, uh, hair loss storyline or, like, mm-hmm. a balding or something, and they all use caps. <laughs>
1: like, nobody, <laughs> yep.
0: nobody who's working on a full-time show mm-hmm. like that is actually you know making themselves yeah. vulnerable
1: yeah it's like what what r- does a successful woman really do at the end of the night after she found a, a dead girl dick in his phone whatever happened <laughs> she found old dude's dick in a dead girl's phone that's what it was yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm following yes yeah. <laughs> and i and i think since since there is like, you know, there's more people that contribute to the show, like the writers and stuff like that. Sometimes it's really just about someone different being in a position of power to say, yes, I like that idea. That's OK. Let's go with that. For sure. And I think that's a lot of what happens.
0: For sure. I mean, I really I f- I'm so like grateful that we're getting stories like mm-hmm. this. You know, I just feel like uh, it. It makes all of the boring ones, (laughs) the ones that are like helmed by Uh white (laughs) dudes, even that much more. Uh, disappointing It makes
1: it so much more obvious. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I feel I absolutely feel like the way I watch things has changed because the things that I'm watching are changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, like truly, I watched the first season of Atlanta, and then I watched like two or three shows after that, and I thought they were all bad. Yeah, because I it's was so hard. It. I was like, that's one of the best first seasons of a show. Ever, mm-hmm. ever, and it's just like yeah, because this like different perspective yep. got to be made a show, you yeah, know. Right, and, and someone like Donald Glover is like talented enough to mm-hmm. pull it off. And good lord, it like yeah. ruined TV for me for it, a while. It does.
1: Like I'm in a I'm in a space right now where I was late to watching being Being Mary Jane. Oh, uh, I haven't so seen so when Being it fir- Mary when Jane it either. When it first came out, I was just in this space of like I had a weird relationship with just BET in general. Yeah, and. I was like, I'm not going to like it. I don't want to see a black woman struggle. (laughs) But since I've, since I know, since I now know what it's like to be a beautiful dark skinned woman just troping through a professional world. (laughs) Yes. I was like, I can relate. I get it. A pretty dark skinned girl having problems. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so so funny. I had binged all of that. It was great. That's and so then funny. I you all if she's got to have it, and I was like, "Oh snap! I've run out of dark skinned girls to watch on TV." Like, is that it's she's got to have back it? Yet. I like it. It's, yeah, you know, I've heard mixed reviews about it, which I love because I love that we can get to a place where, where you, black people feel differently about the shows yes, that we that we have. That
0: you don't just all have to yes, like something. Yes, yes. I love. Uh. That's
1: my favorite part because I'm like, if white people get to have like white people in action horror soaps crime like so many It'd different be- facets of whiteness that you get to see <laughs> and i'm like i want to see a, a black girl free with her sexuality and she's a painter just like i want to see a black girl who's like a high-powered attorney and right she's, she's got so much money it's yeah. just like so many different types of us's yeah yeah man that's and really there's so wonderful. and we got so far to go and of what course. the fun part is that we're not letting up and it's like Oh, oh no, we're here. <laughs> yeah.
0: It just continue. <laughs> it seems like there's just more and more water being displaced, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. yep. It definitely feels that way and like, you know, there's still too much white water in there, but <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. But it's it's so interesting that like a lot of my favorite shows the center is a white person. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And it, at first, it was because, like, yeah, that's the only thing to watch. Right. But also, it's just kind of like this level of fantasy. Just kind of how, like, white people glorify, like, hip hop and gun violence and murder. I, I glorify, like, what? Your grandparents give you money? That's not real. That's, that's pure fantasy. So what? Funny. <laughs> oh, my God. You have your pick of private schools? What? That's. That's all. That can only be on a TV. What a show. dream, <laughs> right?
0: That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I never. I I talked to um, Aisha Leverett. I don't know if you know Aisha Another about name. Uh, Law and Order. Like mm-hmm. the whole just Law and Order like series. One of the things she said, I was like, how do you? not get really, like, bogged down in this. And she was like, no one who looks like me ever gets killed in these shows. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. It, like, blew it open for me, you know? Like, because I never would have had that thought. But she said it so plainly, and I was just like... Uh, wow
1: <laughs> like it was stunning yeah yeah, that's crazy yeah she,
0: yeah. she said there was like one episode where the victim was a black woman and, and she was like legitimately shaken yeah, by like, it she, no she no. Like, no. <laughs> uh, no
1: not us no <laughs> yeah was it supposed to be me yeah
0: yeah, and yeah because it's just like you know in a world where I feel scared all the time I can watch something True. that does not feel very scary to real. me
1: very real very <laughs> real yeah
0: But uh, Yeah It is It's interesting To think about That as well uh, And I'm glad That something like Grays Came along That just Doesn't have to be About that
1: Yeah uh, Meredith Grey Is my favorite White woman <laughs> She's messed it up For
0: a lot of y'all She's messed it up That should be on like A coffee mug That you carry around <laughs> or Meredith something. Grey Is
1: my favorite White woman Um, I love Meredith Grey <laughs> Yeah, we can't
0: live up to that standard. No, yeah. I'm not a genius it's doctor.
1: The, the the last time that she did surgery on a crashing plane <laughs> in a brain, I said, dopest white woman alive. <laughs> no one can compete. I I noticed that I have very high expectations for my white female relationships. Because of her. I've accepted my last white friend, white female friend, after I saw we tell this story all the time. Becca Levine. I love Becca. Caught a fly with some goddamn chopsticks. What? What? That day I posted on Facebook, submissions are closed. <laughs> 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 what? I saw it happen live. Like out of like, this yes, air? it was flying. That is So I said, that's it. Yeah. So, like, I have very high expectations. If you're not catching flies with chopsticks, operating on crashing (laughs) planes inside of a brain, or, like, trying to uplift marginalized voices and give people of color a platform and or money... I have no use. For I don't, I don't, we don't have nothing to talk about.
0: I have. Did you hear what all these other people in my right? life can already do? Not in 2017. The stakes are too high. <laughs>
1: <laughs> stakes are too high. Oh,
0: Man. Yeah. That is so funny. She's my.
1: She's my. She's one of my favorite TV characters because she changed, and she like grew. Yeah, there was like a period of like seven seasons. She was very annoying.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that it's actually surprising for me to hear you praise her so much because for mm-hmm. most of the sh- part show that I watched, she's like a pretty insufferable very person.
1: An- pick me. Yeah. Choose, choose, choose me. me. Oh. <laughs> very annoying. Oh. God. Oh. Very God. Annoying. I forgot about that. Very annoying. But her character is written in a way of you remember feeling like wishing you could tell someone come pick me. Choose me. You wish you could. You wish you had the balls to be that vulnerable and that insufferable. But you know it's whack, so you don't. And that's why everyone loves that show. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like she's almost died seven times. She's come back to life so many times. She's like the strongest person I know. <laughs> what do you think
0: took her from that like pick me uh, kind of insufferable character into mm-hmm. more like? strength do you think they just kind of stopped trying to make her invincible or
1: i think
0: vulnerable i guess
1: yeah i think like i think it reached a point where she's literally almost physically died so many times she can't possibly be that weak about certain shit anymore she literally like drowned she can't she can't be like at a bar crying over a dude because she almost died and then also She's always had just as much professional aspirations as everybody else on the show. But it was mostly in the beginning parts. It was mostly just like back and forth, like love, profession, love, profession, love, profession. Uh And I feel like once she got settled and comfortable into both, it was just a matter of like, this is who I am now. And I'm not going to apologize for what I'm saying. And when I'm running the show, I'm running the show. And when I'm not, I know I'm not. And also, don't push me, but also I have feelings. (laughs) Right. So one one of my recent favorite moments is when... After Derek died, and uh, the the woman was who is who couldn't save his life came to dinner at her house, and she I forgot who she snapped on, but she was kind of quiet that whole episode, and then all of a sudden she snapped, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that we were like, her waiting husband's for that. dead, yeah, right," <laughs> and she's having to like mm-hmm. be
0: forced to socialize for the yep. person who is Bruce exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. <sighs> Ellen Pompeo, shout out, man. If you're listening, you a real one. <laughs> <laughs> I do
0: think she's a really good actress. Yeah. I always thought that the show was like well acted and I really liked Yeah. the dialogue and everything like if you're willing to just like get into pick me choose me love me. Uh-huh, <laughs> that's like a right? good way to it.
1: Yep. If you can get, get through that, then then yeah.
0: cuz that is definitely
1: but like people eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. People love it. Yeah, because it's, it's like you said, it's it's a fantasy realized. Yeah, it is. It's like there there never gonna be that many sexy doctors in one location.
0: Yes, they literally had to come up with
1: different forms of big <laughs> dreamy. Yeah, big dreamy, big McVet, Mc- <laughs> so many mix. Yeah, uh, they they are adorbs. Um, who's the, I, the moment that I cried the hardest was when they renamed the hospital and unveiled that it was now called Gray Sloan Memorial. Oh, wow. That I surprisingly boo-hooed. Oh. (laughs) Cause like Mark Sloan's death, I don't know, for some reason was different. Mm -hmm. Like I think I wasn't too much into Derek's death. Oh, I cried the entire episode. Yeah. uh, Because, you know. Mainly because I'm like, oh no, what is Meredith gonna do? <laughs> That's so funny. But we all knew he was about to die off, so it kind of, you know, wasn't a shocker. It, yeah, you
0: you knew he was leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: So but, and a show
0: like that, it it can't just write people
1: out. Yeah, it has to yeah, just it, and end they, it. They, yeah, it was it was something. It was like it was like the episode where you're like I know this is the episode he's going to die. Gotcha. And it was just oh, it was a lot. But when Mark Sloan died, that was a lot. That was a lot. I can imagine. Yeah. And he had that surge of energy and you knew it was because he was about to die because you've seen that storyline before of like, oh, this is a thing that happens when right before they die, they get this big surge of energy. And his like relationship with Jackson, Avery and Lexi. Oh Lexi. <laughs> I watched um Not Another Teen movie the other day with some friends. Uh-huh. And i was like yeah lexi gray is the shit and when she was added to the cast i was like oh yeah this makes sense <laughs> that's so funny yeah. that's so funny yeah i definitely
0: it's i think it's really interesting to think about someone uh what's the actress who plays meredith's name
1: uh Ellen Papel, yes.
0: yeah i think it's really interesting to think about like what the future of her career after this show will be like
1: i I think she knows her life's work is to be <laughs> Meredith Gray. I, I see her going at. into like full swing philanthropy after this. I really, I don't, what more could she have out of an acting career? I I couldn't, I, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. I don't I know if remember. I could. She is forever Meredith Gray to me. I... I mean, how many, what season is on right now? 12 or 13 or 14. I'm I'm starting to lose, like, I keep up with the show, but I'm starting to lose track of the number of seasons. Yeah. So I think it's going into 14. It's like this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This is like 15 years of a woman's life, Mm -hmm. not to
1: mention of her acting career, of Mm -hmm. her life. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Much money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing too. Is like it's not like she needs to Mm. keep booking work after this. No,
1: she's like I'm. I'm good for life. And this show is just gonna stay in uh, heavy rotation for the rest of her children's children's life. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So. What you going to do, Ellen? <laughs> if you're looking for a project, I c- we can collaborate. <laughs> That's the
0: thing is like, hopefully it just means that she does whatever the hell yeah. she wants.
1: I, I like her as a person too. Yeah? It's like, yeah, I follow her on Instagram and it's just like, you know, it, it is one of those weird things of like I don't know her. Mm-hmm. You you can't know people from their Instagram presence mm-hmm. because I also like cry and then post a picture of me smiling. So it's like you can never Of course. But she's always on the right side of justice issues and that I good. appreciate. So And and she's willing She had to a be... black ass husband and some black ass kids. That's yes. all I know. <laughs> yes. So yeah. And she's willing to,
0: you know, speak up about yeah. all of the above. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's like you can be on the right side. And especially from that platform, just yeah. like not say anything. Yeah, uh, man, I love that so much. Yeah, uh, what would you say? Your like, if you were a Grey's Anatomy character,
1: if I was one of the characters, or if I could create a new character, if you could create a new character, oh, you know, I thought about this. <laughs> uh, if I, if I could create a new character, I would want to be like. Like a random cousin, say say I'm like, um, what's Meredith's new half sister's name, Weber's daughter, Weber's 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 and Meredith's mom's daughter. I forget her name. I know her real name is like, I forget her name. But like, <laughs> let's say I'm like, um, or maybe even Miranda Bailey's husband's cousin, <laughs> or just some like some cousin that comes in. And either, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm revealing family secrets or I'm goofy. Yes. And But maybe, like, something is seriously wrong with me and I'm hiding it. But I want to be a cousin that, like, sticks around for a long time. Oh my and, like, gosh. maybe I'm like, well, maybe I have a place in the medical world. And then I, you know, maybe try to become a doctor or whatever. But I'm definitely somebody's cousin. I love this. Yeah.
0: It seems like a little bit of, like comedic relief angle yes
1: yes i want to be like like jackson avery's cousin somebody who needs a balance it's like someone who's always serious and uh-huh. you know because jackson avery is filthy rich so maybe i'm like that cousin they don't talk about right. i don't have as much money i still went to harvard but i don't have as much money <laughs> right, right yeah and you've just been like looking for yourself since mm-hmm. then basically yeah yep. and, and just... i'm and i'm moving into town new cousin in town Riding that yeah. Harvard wave mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way to yep. Grace Sloan, and and I want to play like a really entitled person. I, I I want to like let's say if the character was written for a white man, I want to play it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so right. it's like take this cousin, write them as a white man, then give the character over to me, and that is what I want to fuck. So I want to fuck shit up. I want to like not be the best. I want to like you know met accidentally shut down all the iPads like oops everybody's dead because of me darn and I still get something out of it <laughs> that's what I was like you know what we could use your help around here <laughs> exactly
0: exactly exactly that's definitely what I pictured from like I went to Harvard but yep. I still you know just coming into town <laughs> trying to not really with any purpose yeah, that I'm definitely like, sounds like yeah <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. What would be what would the character name have been as it was written, but then what would your actual character name be?
1: <laughs> the name as it was written probably would have been Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> But then when I come on, it'll just be like J. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I was gonna <laughs> say. As soon as you were like, but my name, I was like, Oh, it would just be J. Yeah. It would be J. It would be J. We've Jay. answered our own questions. And we'll never here. <laughs> answer if
1: it's J A Y or just J. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's probably becomes like a little yeah. bit of a catchphrase.
1: Yeah. J. Yeah, just J. Yeah, just J. Yeah. Oh Avery. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Debbie Allen would be an awesome auntie. Oh, let me tell you. Oh, that's the family I'm in. Yep, Jay Avery. She's
0: made Ooh. the decision. I got to call Shonda. She's pitching it to Shonda. <laughs> yeah, Shonda is saying she has very little to do with that show. <laughs> you got to ask so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think when I watch procedurals, the biggest thing that – kind of shocks me is that they do still have anything left in the tank
1: they have so much like it's it's surprising how it like shonda said well i wanted to stop it but i couldn't there was i kept i keep thinking of stuff for these characters to go through wow so it's like and then i can understand because like they've become people right and i'm wondering if um if callie torres is going to come back (gasps) because her exit was more of a I might be back. Really? Yeah. So I know her daughter moves back in with Arizona at the end of the last season. Are we on just like a winter break or something? Uh huh. So I wonder if she's coming back. Man, I remember when she joined the show.
0: Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I did not love her character. I
1: didn't either. I so at the time I feel like I feel like that show was in a place of. We gotta have some lesbians on this show. Right. We gotta have some gay representation. Because it's not enough to just have like gay people on the show playing characters. It's like we gotta show that they should relationship have relationships yeah, too. We gotta show right. that dynamic. I also feel like though, that was a place in like TV history where if they did have gay characters on a show, they would overemphasize their sexual relationship. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, it's still like. Yeah, that, and I'm like, I, I get it. Women kiss. Like, I, I yeah. get like, and. I'm like, for us to not show that sexuality and hetero relationships when we so play it up. Yeah. I'm like, every scene has to be, like, the sexiest sexy ever. And and when, like, in it betrays that character, I think, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, they never portrayed her character as, like, a sex monster. Like, she was kind of, like, stony. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I never loved the character. Like, I couldn't really... And I do think that uh, around when I stopped watching the show, I had more come around to her character mm-hmm. because they give her a little bit more like, yeah. A little yeah, that's
1: why I like Arizona because she came on like, yeah, this is a thing. Relax, Right. In her being in that relationship, you see all just the sexy parts of it. They do that in How to Get Away with Murder, too. Yeah. Like the guy who's gay is just always, I'm always randomly up in a bathroom stall about to just go in. Right. Okay. Can we, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's like they're trying to make up for decades and decades of not being seen on TV. It's like you got to show every sex scene in this one season. So, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was for me is like. I was like,
0: well, I want there to be representation too. And like, I'm interested in watching, you know, a lesbian relationship mm-hmm. happen on this show. But that still doesn't mean I like watching right. this character.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Right? I just have the one to default to.
0: But it's like yeah. you said, without a bunch of examples, it's hard to critique the mm-hmm. ones that you get.
1: Yep. Yep. Cause you just, you're just given that one thing mm-hmm. and that's it. And it's like, here, like this. Yeah huh right it's it's crazy to me it sometimes I'm like am I weird but like when I go to the grocery store and I look for oatmeal there's 30,000 types of oatmeal there's so much fucking oatmeal there's so many different types of oatmeal oatmeal in a bowl oatmeal in a bag oatmeal in a big box microwavable oatmeal oatmeal on a stovetop cherry it's so many different flavors so much goddamn oatmeal But I, when it comes to these characters and our representation on TV, you just got the one or the two or the three. Yeah. Sometimes I used to play this game on Netflix where I would scroll past the title cards and like, like whoever I'm watching TV with, I'm like, pick a number between one and 10. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I bet you we won't see a black face. to so like six. Like, if you go yeah. through that many. So and you can go through so many. I'm like, if if I was a white person, I would feel weird. I'm like, that's so many. I that's do. Crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's yeah. insane to me. Yeah. And then what I noticed is because like it, it's really it all goes into like corporate interest and in like companies when when major things happen in the world. I remember when Dear White People came out, mm. and there was that big backlash of, oh, this is hate against us, right? Netflix, the next. The, around that time, you know how they add new shows or whatever. They're like, "We've added thirty new shows." I go to the page. Oh wait, oh wait, and the last one was like a Nazi movie, and I'm like, "I see, I see this. I see what you're doing. Like thirty new shows just got added with all of these white people, every single one." Oh my god. Yeah, and I'm like. That's crazy. You can't even get one You can't thing. even get one. Dear White People was a good show, too.
0: I saw the movie, and I really liked it. Yeah. And,
1: I, and, and I'm, I'm just... I'm coming to... I can't, I can't wait to see more, because a part of me is starting to wonder, like, do I like this stuff just because I like seeing myself on TV? Is it a good show? I don't know. But for the time being, I'm really enjoying just seeing black and brown people on TV. Of course. Of course. I mean, I'm sure...
0: Uh, the, like, LGBT community can relate to that kind of feeling as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember my cousin asking me, like, like, something she's younger than me, so she, like, looks up to me and kind of asks me, like, political questions and stuff like that, and she was just like, but, like, what about the accusation that people are just gonna vote for Hillary because she's a woman? And I was Mm -hmm. like, what about it? <laughs> like, isn't that amazing? Yep, yeah. Why isn't that a good enough mm-hmm. reason? Yep. That's you know, reason enough. It, yeah. and, you know. And I was just like, and that is a time you know that I really I looked at myself and I talked to the you know, and I was just like, no,
1: yeah, that's enough. Yeah. What about it? Yeah. Like that's fine. It's the the level of hoops that like marginalize, and I'm having some trouble with that word. Like it's changing for me, but like. In the larger sense of how people use it, mm-hmm. marginalized voices is this thing of everybody else that's normalized gets matched to their potential. We get matched to our expertise. Huh. And that's not fair. So we have to have already done the thing or have already proven that we can do the thing or right. already show who are our, ourselves, who we are. And then this person just has. Potential. So it's like the barrier of entry is so hard. Of course. Because it's like you can get Joe Schmo talking to Joe Schmo, and Joe Schmo says, Oh, Joe Schmo reminds me of my younger Joe Schmo. Whereas yes. the conversation becomes so much more intense if you're othered, because then it becomes about, like, Well, wait a minute, but I what are you? Who are you? What is this? What? Right. And you want to do what? They can't get past the, what are you? Yeah. To, to get to like the meat and bones of a conversation. Yeah. So to, to all the work it takes to get to that level, like, like, Donald Glover in an interview. That's exactly who I was thinking of
0: during this. (laughs) Yeah. Did you read that article? I'm I i do not think so. Mm -hmm. I have read some things surrounding him, like talking about making Atlanta, but he's like the first person who comes to my mind who could not have proven himself more before he got that Mm -hmm. opportunity and then he just destroyed that opportunity like incredibly.
1: We know that Lena Dunham walked into an office with a half ass pitch, a couple sentences. And walked out with a show. (sighs) Yeah. And, you know, with us, we have, they ask us for Bibles and, like, heavy-pitched documents and references and resources. Can you shoot it? Like, give us a visual. Like, all of this shit. And what Donald said he did was he just lied, basically. And was, like, gave him just a very basic pared-down version. Because, And if I think about it, this is where... Some of us have to wise up, like when we are pitching this stuff. I if, know that, that's not, why I'm like, yeah, if wow. we're not making it ourselves, you have to say like, if you have this big, lofty idea, they're not gonna understand it because they've never seen it before. And some oh people, oh my you god, have to, that's so true. He yeah, couldn't have explained what couldn't that have show is. That he couldn't have been like, yeah. And then there will be this what? one episode like, that yeah. he's on a talk show. The rapper's on a exactly. talk show. They would have been like, what the like, fuck what? are you talking about? Y'all talking in a couch in an open lot? What? Yeah, trying to homeless, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He wouldn't have understood it. No, so he was just like, yeah, black people in Atlanta. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So now I go into, I go into situations where I have like these these big show ideas that have like scientific research behind it and like historical analytical data, and I just threw all of that away, and I'm like, Black Bros City. Can you see black women smoking and talking about crazy shit? They don't have to know nothing else. Right. That's all they have to know to get in the door. Right. Anything above that is just too much for them to handle. Yeah. And, and, because also a lot of these people making decisions are not creatives. They're business people. Right. So visualization is hard for them, especially if they've never seen it. Right. It's so easy Man, to, that's fascinating. It's so easy to go somewhere as a white person and be like yeah the movie's about skateboarding and and ripping the tide and like <laughs> just and then right. there's a murder now, and so I many i feel like it's
0: Yeah, it's about little boys riding bikes through their neighborhoods (laughs) in the 80s. Like, that seems like every fucking pitch right now. And I'm just like, I don't need to see this story again. I'm so over it. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking need to see (laughs) a little boy riding his bike through a neighborhood. Like, I get what that is like. That was basically my life, too. Like, in in a lot of ways, it was. Yeah. And I'm fucking bored by it
1: (laughs) no more. I also have like the conspiracy of they you like the reason why there were so many black shows in the 90s come to find out had to do with more rich people had access to buy cable
0: interesting
1: and more urban communities did not have access to buy cable wow so there were more network shows yeah so it was like niche down to like oh well we'll put all the programming on channels everyone can access like 5 7 9 12 you know 32 52 whatever and and then of course you got like the advertising it's like a niche market so you got all these black people watching these basic ass cable channels because that's all they can afford so let's put all those shows there i do think there was something that happened of like This is the conspiracy side of me. That's like, whoa, they're getting a little too empowered. Uh, Oh, their voice is a little too out there, and we still need to capitalize off people thinking of them in a certain image on a wider scale. So let's just like stop all of this. Wow! (laughs) And because I I do think that the more I think the more that positive images of us are out there, the more. We see ourselves doing different things. The more we realize what's possible, the more we go and do those different things, and the less people are afraid of us. And that fucks up somebody's white dollar. Right. So, yeah, that is, I mean, I feel like
0: there's absolutely truth to that. You know, even if it wasn't this conscious, like, you know, grand board meeting where Mm -hmm. people are like, we got (laughs) to shut some of this stuff down, (laughs) it is totally true that. What you're saying about like, you know, keeping people down Mm -hmm. and like not reflecting that voice and that story. Of course, of course, (laughs) that is true. Like
1: we have been living in that world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've been controlling that narrative. And it's it's like it's this. Hollywood did something so disappointing. They released this, like, 30 execs under 30 oh, article. yes. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There was, like, one... There was, like, one light-skinned brother on the floor.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's
1: right. on the floor.
0: I was like, I, there was, like, one person of color in the whole picture. And he was sitting on the floor. <laughs> sitting on the floor. And it was, you just it was... have to think someone has to be in the room. Someone you, has to be in the room. You
1: think. And, and I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, these are the people in 2018 that I'm about to talk to. And I've lost every factor of fakeness mm. where I can't. I can't. I won't. And it's, it's hard because also s- since they're 30 under 30, I'm 31. Wow. So, what I can't do is like walk into these places and you talking to me like I'm a child or like yeah, I don't know anything. Of course. I'm like we're people. Like, yeah. I have yeah, like, more years like, right? of experience yeah. than you do. Yeah, I'm like we basically, this. I just wish it could get to a point where we could recognize that we're all doing the same thing. Yes. And like we're all adults. You have your job, I have mine. Just do your damn job. Yes. Let me do my job. Yes. But. It just becomes this, like, if they haven't had as much interaction with people that are different from them, it just becomes this awkward thing. I don't think they work on their interpersonal development enough, and I think they just assume they know everything. I don't think they take into account, like, they probably just got jobs because of privilege and not experience, and they don't rest in that vulnerability enough. I'm like, it's cool. It's okay. Know your role. Exactly. That's that's what I was going to say is,
0: like, I'm sure... Some aspects of that are uh, overly, you know, sensitive to that. Yeah, people feel like they have to prove that they didn't get that job because of privilege.
1: And I can't imagine because imposter syndrome is real. Yeah. So I, I, sometimes I'm like, only because of the type of business that I have now Mm. has allowed me to empathize in areas that I never thought I would. Interesting. For me to be like white man i get it right fucked up they fucked you up like they got you you want to talk about that business a little yeah i do so i'm in the diversity and inclusion corporate learning space so that basically means i transform company cultures right people reach out to us we're called nova people reach out to us by this time usually they've realized like That their business is not where they want it to be because everybody's white. Yeah. And they don't like that. There's so much data on more diverse companies literally make more money. There's also data that more diverse companies, like there was, I, I forgot the particular study, but there was a study where you have a team of people who are all the same. They came to a conclusion on a product faster and easier The diverse team had a little more difficulty getting there, but the product was better.
0: That is so interesting. And of course it tracks.
1: Yeah. Of course it does. And so some places it's, it's weird because the people that we talk to that we deal with the most are hungry for it and want change. And of course it takes more time than people think. Right. And so a lot of people think like, oh, we just need more people of color here. And I'm like, no, you need to look at the current culture as it stands. Right. Because if these people of color come into this culture, then retainment is going to be an issue for you. Right. So a lot of people think that their issue is recruitment when it's retainment. Yes. It's like, why are all of these people that you've gotten so far l- fleeing, like literally leave, quitting, leaving, getting wrongfully terminated because of differences? Right. And it's like people spend, I think, 90,000 hours of their lifetime at work. And to think that a lot of these places are oppressive environments because corporate America is just so steeped in like a patriarchal system of just just a system. And some places don't know they're operating under this system. They just don't know why no one else can survive or succeed in this system. And it's just so it's so fascinating because it's so many different facets of it. It's like you got how our veterans treated at work, how are the LGBTQ um, plus community treated, how our black and brown people, how our multi generational, how are older people treated. It's like how is everybody that's not a straight white man treated at work? Right. And why is it that we can't seem to get this thing together? So what we do is we create. Programs and products that help that help people get moving along in certain areas. There's also um, certain things since we're also a communications company of how like people can communicate messages. So if you want to start a diversity program, let's get you started with how are you going to internally market this to your people so they can understand what is going on because people can get real touchy. It's it's the it's one of the most sensitive things I've ever seen. White fragility is so real is that kind of where you what you were thinking
0: about and talking about when i when i ask you this in terms of like looking at a white man and being like i get it i understand
1: like (laughs) you've had this time and space and this whole they you've put yourself on on this platform and people are coming up to you and say hey bruh you actually ain't the only one out here doing this thing you might not be as talented as you think that's tough to reckon with of course and then you have but a part of me is like you, you the bigger you of like the man you you made me this way you made me have to work twice as hard to get to where i am now so right sucks sorry (sighs) yes of course yeah that you're meeting me after like years of like fighting to be the best because no one will give me opportunity and have to keep proving and showing myself so that's why when I'm on a improv stage with people who have just been allowed to stand and tell jokes but for me to get there I have to sing dance rap write very well and like do all this other performance element stuff that was, wasn't was previously asked of straight white men that it becomes this thing of like this point of tension and that's across the board right now yeah absolutely and, and then once you tack on POV and having something to speak on some of my favorite movies with white people are when white people are talking about themselves are like playing themselves or I I, I think it's a lie that like oh white people don't have point of view. Yeah you do. <laughs> yeah you do. We're expressing it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's like when you when when that's brought out creatively, I love it. Like what? I recently watched Zoolander for the first time. Hilarious. Hilarious it's one of my best friend's favorite movies. She's just like, how have you never seen yeah, it? Yeah, like... So we watched it. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in it's my so life. It's <laughs> so funny. It's like yeah. very
0: singularly funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And there are... I also have a special place in my heart for teen dramas. Oh, yes. Like the Gossip Girls, the oh. Riverdales, the... I can forgive them of being, uh, and because their parents are always trash, their parents are always trash people. Yeah. So it's like I can forgive the teens because I'm like, you know not what you do. Yeah. You're just so privileged. And you don't know it because
0: your parents suck. That there's a big storyline of that in the animated show Big Mouth. Too. oh uh,
1: i i haven't gotten far into that that's one of those shows that i watched like the first three or four episodes and i like it so much i was like i don't want it to run out that's really so funny because
0: i definitely watched it really <laughs> fast and i think and i i kept liking it a little more and more mm-hmm. every one i yeah. watched but there is definitely a storyline of like i in a way that i'm not sure has ever really been reflected in something like a riverdale mm-hmm. or uh gilmore or uh excuse me gossip girl <laughs> um it is that, like, they show a direct one-to-one of, yeah. like, your parents are trash and you're acting out because of <laughs> it. <laughs> That's the and It's, best. like, far from a perfect show, but I really, like, I think that might be my favorite, like, storyline of the yeah. whole thing is just watching this young woman be, like fuck, my life is hard because my parents are making it impossible. Oh, that well. So sad. That is <laughs> it's so sad. so sad. It's so sad.
1: So much stuff, like, it really does start with, like, your, familial, your family surroundings. And, like, there, there's a part of me that sometimes gets discouraged, even though I'm doing the work in certain areas and I'm putting in work, it's something that's not going to get fixed overnight because there are going to be it's – it's apparent with the numbers that we see in elections – it's just apparent that some people are just going to be hell bent on this is my spot and I don't want nobody to take it sir I don't want to work at your factory that's not what I'm trying to do that's I had that
0: thought (laughs) of like you you know speaking to embracing so much just like not putting up with things and Mm -hmm. being vocal about the fact uh that a lot of this like uh diversity in workplaces and on screens and stuff like that is so important to you and I'm sure there are times where like either you've thought or people have tried to tell you like oh, you're going to lose out on so much work and it's yeah. like
1: fuck that yeah. I don't want to work with people Ex- Exactly, that's exactly. going to lose it out I remember I turned down um, a pilot audition because you know sometimes you they'll keep giving you the sides like uh, rewrites mm-hmm. and that's normal mm-hmm. but I noticed that they were having a particularly hard time telling a cop joke mm. and so I wasn't getting the sides back because You know, it was trying to do something new with the character. They didn't know how to talk about, like, police brutality and shooting people. And I'm like, I looked up, like, all the showrunners and all the writers and stuff. And I was like, that's because no one's in that room to to help you write that joke. How about you hire me to write this joke for you? Right. But I have. So I was like, I'd rather not be a part of that. Yeah. I've I've said no to a lot of opportunities because of the way I was treated pre- getting the job yeah I've been I've been posed with um hey I'm writing the show the show's gotten picked up I'm just having a trouble with the black woman arc and what do you think about I said no what you're not gonna do is have me write your Consult show for you with yeah you. when I know people are making five to eight K a week to sit in that room and write your show hire me to write your show if you want me to write your show <laughs> my 2016 to 17 mantra was pay me yeah i bought a hat that said pay me yeah. i have an army fatigue jacket that says pay me pay me yes yeah. it should be
0: mm-hmm. that's absurd mm-hmm. that someone would think that it's reasonable yeah
1: like that That that's okay and it's like of course you want your opinion uh-huh. but that's why you hire that person <laughs> exactly and you know a, a lot of <clears throat> just like what you were saying about like well, yeah, if if I'm gay, that's enough. That should be enough to give me the job because I think that's how other people move throughout spaces and get opportunities. But they don't realize that when you're trying to tap into some to another source that you specifically don't have an end for, you got to pay for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, especially if it's a community that's like paid less than everybody else historically. Yes. So, Even more of a reason. It, everything changed for me when I found out that black women with degrees make less than black women without degrees. Yeah, right? <laughs> so literally to be an educated black woman in this country, it, it's, it's worse off. Less advantageous? Yeah. That's fucking absurd. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. I have theories as to why. Because um, I'm like, it makes sense because that's my life. So I'm looking at it like, let's say you have a black woman who didn't go to college, her life probably will most likely be local, localized. She's going to find a job close to home She's, or just wherever she lives. And then that's that commute. Black woman, she incurred student debt. So that's like you 20, $30,000 in the hole. Or if you got a scholarship, fine. But you probably moved to go to school. So, So those are some kind of expenses. Yeah, traveling back and forth home, those expenses, living on your own, those expenses. Most likely after school, you're not going back home. So, you're just managing life expenses with no job. Right. And then your barrier entry into certain jobs that you want either you can't have or you're getting paid less to do it because you also have like higher aspirations of an idea of what type of field you want to be in, right that you're so it's just like yeah i'm like that's fun to know and that that empowered me to be like okay so i'm gonna have to figure out what i need to do to empower to myself other. economically and also like create jobs for more just both of those people at once essentially yeah. mm-hmm. that's
0: incredible thanks that is <laughs> i think that's so inspiring i mean to just i feel like it's one thing to just like talk about something and be and be open about the fact that it's a problem but it's a total different thing yeah to, like try to solve yeah, it the
1: having having my daughter was also a big like
0: come to jesus yeah
1: because it was it, i was having a hard time sitting across from people who thought they held my career in their hands and them like looking at me judging me not wanting to give me certain opportunities and we both had children to feed i did not understand that i did not understand it i'll like, i don't get it i you you know what it's like to have a child i got a child but for some reason you think it's okay to give me like a hundred dollars for like ten thousand dollars worth of work right like like that's the first thing you think of and and also just like I saw so many dynamics in becoming a mother and how I was treated and like the type of questions I was asked. Mm. And at the end of the day, the dream is always to just leave something for your kids. Like right. that's the basic. It's like give them something. Give them a nice start to life. And I don't think I don't think that's a concept that's I don't think people think of that. I think, a lot of people I could tell they think like, "Oh yeah," You're a black woman with a. You should have a child. Yeah, that's normal. Like, yeah, mm. you're a single black woman with a child. Yeah, duh. Wow. You you'll make it. <laughs> wow. They
0: don't even think of it as like a uh, a difficulty because they're they're so used to that aesthetic mm-hmm. in their head. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. They're so
1: used to black women taking care of children.
0: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's so many there's so many jobs people don't think don't treat like jobs mm-hmm. and unfortunately entertainment is a bad yeah. industry for that <laughs> yeah but the way i think it kind of goes back to like keeping people down yeah. i think it's because if the whole entertainment industry treated people how they should you know with like living wages and we're more supportive mm-hmm. then it wouldn't you wouldn't have these like big wigs they wouldn't yeah, be able to keep so gonna much lose power their job
1: yeah yeah and the thing that I, i've started to like move into another realm of thought of like you've managed to create so much create jobs nobody <sighs> got to move right create new job like you've created so much like we're everybody's a creator we're all creators if you don't want to lose your job in precious hollywood create another one like add jobs and then but then also maybe you don't need that job (laughs) right yeah right (laughs) so yeah it's, it's it's gonna be an interesting journey i'm interested to see like how this all pans out that's another reason why I like Grey's Anatomy is because the women's ambition was never really judged but you could see the the pain and the effort that it took that's I think that's really
0: important because I think that a lot of people need to be aware of how much time and energy goes into a goal like trying to be a doctor Mm -hmm. and like I know we all think, you know, like, oh, med school, wow, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you do not think about the, like, day-to-day of all the other shit that you already are dealing with, Yeah. but then, you know, also add med school to that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like, but I have to do this thing. Right. Yeah, right. Yep.
0: So do you feel like uh, in your, you know, wa- the, the cyclic watching mm-hmm. of the show, do you feel like each time you've kind of like watched it differently because it's just a different part of your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, it it helps me relinquish my guilt for when I'm not around my daughter. Mm-hmm. There's this thing that happens where I noticed me and what and a male friend, well, a, a person we're not friends, <laughs> um, had children at the same time. We would be in the same circle of conversation. They would ask him, "How is your son?" They would ask me, "Where is my daughter?" So it's always, "Where's Maddie? Where's Madison? Where's?" Oh I'm like, god. "It's eleven o'clock at night. We're doing a show. She's fucking asleep. Like, what do oh you you think she's supposed to? What are you trying god. to say? What are you trying to say? I should be with her right now. Like, it, it was always, "Where's Maddie?" That's mind blowing. Yeah, it was always like, "How's your son? How's dad life? How?" And oh god, it was even like, "Oh man, you're you're working around all over the place. Well, you gotta feed that kid. Where's your baby?" <laughs>
0: what in the world yeah and that's exactly but i'm sure in the you know entrepreneurial stuff that you've done Mm -hmm. you've seen that kind of thing in every space yep and people just don't realize they're doing it
1: when um i was pregnant a lot of people asked me are you gonna work and i was like that's Crazy that you live in a world that you, you think I have enough money to afford not to work. <laughs> is like, someone Whoa. paying me to be pregnant? <laughs> right? I was like, that's wild because we we get into that too in certain parts of the business, like how mothers are treated at work and mm-hmm. how like it, it it's just it's so set up. It's the world is so anti woman. Sometimes it's crazy. Yeah. It's like it's just set up to you. We're gonna take avenues away from you to take away the ability to decide if you want to have children or not. So if you do have children or not, you're not going to have any access to take care of them because we're not going to let you work. We're not going to pay you for the time off. And you're going to have to play this catch-up game, go into postpartum depression, drive yourself crazy, trying to manage your body changing. Yeah, (laughs) not to mention. Not to mention, like, for the first 20, 30 years of your life, you've had a certain level of existence that is completely wrecked. You had a screaming face and you got people at work asking you, where's your child? As though you wouldn't know. Yeah. The the thing that. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I, to... I feel like that is a subconscious <laughs> part of that question. Yeah. It's like,
0: wait, wh- what? Yeah. Where is your. Do you know where your baby is? Yeah.
1: I used to. I used to. Get to a point where I would tell people like, "Oh, I, I thought I left her with you." Like, yeah, like where, that's where is so where funny. Is that baby, looking under my chair, like where uh, did is that? That is baby? such a good like immediate burn. <laughs> like, it's it's
0: mind blowing, and it's so easy to just to just like turn that knob, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if it were just not how is she. Even if it were just, who's looking after yeah, her tonight? Yeah, you know, yeah, nothing. It's no. a totally, yep. it it doesn't, you know, nope. it would be a totally different question. It would be a t- completely
1: different question. Uh, yeah. And
0: <laughs> do you feel like some of those things, do you think that you return to grace because, do you feel
1: like they tackle questions like that? Uh, I think I think they do because their children are never... Their, their children are not at work with them. Their doctor, their children are not at work with them. Right. And and they, they have scenes where they like dropping their children off at daycare, but it's not about, I'm going to drop my child off at daycare. It's just like a part of the scene that leads them into talking about something else. Right. It's like the children are there, but they're full adults living their full adult lives. Yes. Taking care of their responsibilities. It's just like assumed you're taking care of your child, but you're also... Working and saving lives, and no one in the hospital would yeah, think twice no, to be nobody's like nobody's oh, too where pressed is your about child? it. <laughs> yeah, and then and Christina Yang's journey of oh, Christina Yang is a whole nother podcast. I, know. <laughs> I should do just like a Christina Yang podcast. Oh, that monologue she had when this was after um, Isaiah Washington left her af- at the altar, mm-hmm. songs being fired, and. She, they were going around the hospital and saying, you have to put all of your sexual partners on a list. And, and hers, and it, it was some funny moments of it, but hers came down to a monologue of how, like, they had said something about, like, we're sorry about Preston or something like that. And I forgot the, the tone. I forgot the, the, the tone was, it hurts more than you ever know for a man to be recognized for the work that I did. Oof. that's unbearable yeah and it was just oh it was so good that i got chills when you said that <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it was so, <laughs> even though that's just like the idea of it
1: yeah and she's like she she knew she never wanted to have children and it was like it's so crazy that there's added extra pressure as a woman to even have to answer that yeah I'm like, and, and be judged for not wanting children. Like, how could, what? Yeah. And it's like, watching her go through that journey of like having to emotionally deal with that and everybody else's pressure, but still be like the best in her field. That, that helps. That helps. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like there's anything else specific you would feel remiss to not mention where the show is concerned?
1: Oh, man. I love Alex Karev. Yes. I love Alex Karev. Yeah. Um... I loved George. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Jackson Avery. I, I think he's having a get out moment. <laughs> I think the real life Williams. I think Jesse Williams is having a get out moment. There was a time where he was very very vocal. Yeah, and then he got very very quiet. Really? Yeah. I always associated him with being like wonder, a very
0: outspoken. Yeah,
1: I think it was advocate. But then, now that I think about it, I think it was maybe just a different type of quiet. Because mm. I think I've gone into that too, where it's like I'm not just blasting every thought out, but instead I'm like growing my business in hopes that I can make yeah. $10 million and then like increase policy change. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, maybe there it, is something maybe, to that.
0: Maybe he didn't get quiet, he just got busy.
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I totally yep.
0: know what you mean. Yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. yep. I totally um, know Amy. It's always hard to accept when new interns come on the show. It's always <laughs> tough. Takes a while. Still really don't like that Joe. <laughs> Still haven't figured out what's her deal.
0: Um Is there anything that you really want to see the show do?
1: Besides have, have me there. Right, um, right. Jay,
0: as we established.
1: Man, they've I, I, I do wanna see Meredith like fall in love again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, and, and, and it's going to be apparent that the the way she's going to handle it is like, you are not my true love, but I'm about to love you. That's that's how it's going to go.
0: Love it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I could definitely see them going in that kind of direction. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because that's real too. Yeah, as people have to bounce back from being widowed yeah. and stuff. I want to I want to see um, Weber's, Weber is a fascinating person to me too. Like, he's getting older, where that goes is interesting. hmm Yeah. I love him and um, Debbie Allen's relationship. Yeah. Because they're never together. <sighs> oh it's so much more realistic yeah i it like i remember because wasn't it like
0: kind of a reveal when you first like meet her character Mm -hmm. i remember that yeah because they just like never really talk about it and they're Mm -hmm.
1: like whoa he's got a wife you know (laughs) right sometimes they live together (laughs) right but she's always just coming off of a plane yeah (laughs) i totally remember that
0: yeah yeah um How do you feel like Grey's has influenced you creatively?
1: Ooh, creatively. And
0: kind of uh, in general, like your life. Yeah,
1: creatively, I'm not afraid of monologues. (laughs) Love it, yes. I love me a good Grey's Anatomy monologue. Sometimes I like write Grey's Anatomy monologues for fun. Yes. Um, I love like I'll go on YouTube and just watch Grey's Anatomy monologues. Yes, and cry for a little while. And just cry a little bit and just be in my feelings. Right. It's, it's, it's helped me also gain confidence in knowing that I can just bring myself to a role because I think that's why some of them are so authentic is because they're really just being pieces of themselves.
0: I also think it would be impossible to be on
1: a show for fourteen years
0: and it not be some yeah. version of you. Yep, impossible.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, creatively, it's. Oh, well, creatively, it's impacted me because I wrote, uh, I love weed, and I, I wrote um, something called Green's Anatomy. Oh, my Can't God. Can't wait to shoot it. And it's basically like I'm the blunt doctor, and um, it's, <laughs> it's where, like, at first, you see me, like, with the goggles, but you don't know what I'm operating on, and I'm, like, tweezers. I'm asking for weird shit. So you're, like, that's what could you be doing? So and I'm trying to, like, save a blunt, and so I, I mess it up, and I'm, like, God damn it. And then... Um, There's this character, uh, I've cast Rashawn Scott, and she's like the head of the hospital, and she's trying to Uh, convert us into a a glass glass center to where we only use bowls, and I'm like, how dare you, like, no one told me about this change, I've been operating on blunts, now you want to, like, where are the blunts gonna go? So she wants to convert me to glass, and so... Asia Bullock's character is the one who who's blunt I lost so my my uh, nurse has to tell her like you, you this is where you tell them right and so right. she has to go through like a montage and recovery of like trying to use a glass bowl and like she throws a bowl because she can't she misses her blunts so creatively it has inspired me to do that, that and I think that's gonna be really funny it is I can't wait oh my god I would like
0: absolutely watch both of those women in the roles that yeah. you described yeah
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like how far we can go with like really playing this up seriously. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. I think that's easily
0: like yeah. I my think that's favorite part. Be of the it. comedy
1: of it is going to be like dramatic as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I
0: love it. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for talking to me. It's been awesome. This has been a total joy. I didn't feel like I was doing like an appearance or like work <laughs> or anything. I was like, I got to just sit and talk about. Grey's Anatomy?
0: Good. I'm yeah. glad. That's definitely part of the goal. Next time we'll
1: do it with a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Lisa, I love you and I mean that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Baby, how you feeling? This has been a nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all, thank you all. I am grabbot23548x.